aspiring headliner with QSC. Today we're welcoming Pete Stewart and Rowan from Donny Jeff onto the show. So how are you all? Good, how are you? Really, really good, thank you. And um, maybe as your three male voices on a audio podcast, could you uh, just start by introducing yourself, please? I am Stuart. I play guitar and I sing in the band Donny Jeff. Lovely. <laughs> I'm Pete and I play bass and do... A joint lead vocal and i'm rowan and i play the drums excellent very very good intro there thank you guys and um so where am i speaking to you from today i think you're in kent aren't you yes yeah. pete well, and i actually live together he's he's one floor above me at, the, at this point uh, we're <laughs> in faversham and rowan lives in i've forgotten where rowan lives where do you live rowan <laughs> Near Canterbury. Near Canterbury, yeah. Oh, big up Kent. I'm in Whistable of all places in the world. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Pretty close. Our other oh. guitarist who's not on at the moment um, from Herne Bay. Or well, he lives in Herne Bay. No way. So we're basically neighbours, all of us. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. How strange is that? What a small world. I think when I was looking at um, your Instagram, I actually think I spotted Recolver Towers, which for any listeners that are listening, oh, yeah. that's where I do yeah, my yeah. dog walk sometimes because that's ah. what we're allowed to do, walk dogs, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, that was just a nice little connection there. So, um, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, what have you guys all been doing for the last year? I know you've been working on your music, obviously, but everything's been in disarray because of what's been going on. What have you been occupying yourself with over the last year? Um, we've basically just been doing music um so like a lot of people we can't go outside and luckily pete and i live together so we spend a huge portion of the time just writing songs we've got our home studio so we're actually quite blessed in that respect um so we spend most of our time writing and recording songs and then sending it over to the other guys who can record their parts to it um other than that we've been doing some more of the business side of the band and trying to push ourselves further um, across the social medias and so on. Mm, okay. Have you found it um, not difficult, but has that been a bit tricky or a bit of something new to get to grips with to really focus on that side of things? It is definitely weird. Um, I mean, our first album only came out last August. Right. Um, and because of the lockdown, this is why we're putting out more music so soon because there's literally nothing else we can do. We had a bunch of tours in the process of being booked, which obviously all um, didn't get booked or fell through because of current situations. And, you know, gigs are only looking like they're starting to happen towards the end of the, end of the year now. So um, we thought our best option to kind of stay relevant would be to try and push the other side of the band that might somewhat get a little bit um, sort of left by the wayside if we were touring more. So we just wrote loads of music and tried to build our online presence as much as possible. Um, Pete, I mean, is the the guy who does most of that. He's the the whiz that's in you know behind our social media campaigns and so on. <laughs> um, I just kind of turn up and then pose for photos when I need them. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you've got a good handle on it, though, Pete. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, everyone in the band's got their sort of expertise in doing stuff. I normally hate the sort of social media side of things. I mean, I have done, you know, in previous bands and so on, but I think with this one, I just sort of finally got to grips with it because it is quite a, a monstrous thing to try and work out. 
it's a big beast isn't it yeah and um so let's just start with then so where did you all meet um so rowan myself and wayne who's not on the call at the moment we all met at university we went to uh, Christchurch studying music mm-hmm. so I mean me and Wayne met on the first day and we were in our first band together by the end of that week and then um, because Rowan was in the other side of the year because they sort of cycled how they did the performance classes we didn't fully meet Rowan until the second year and we saw him play live with another band and we were basically like he's a good drummer we're gonna steal him and then we did <laughs> and then he <laughs> joined our old band um, that's how us three met and then I met Pete because uh my girlfriend is Pete's twin sister hang on (laughs) (laughs) my girlfriend's wife wife. there we go gotcha gotcha and um so where is Wayne where's Wayne now Uh, he's working still (laughs) oh he's at work still bless him where's he working He works uh, for Saga, but he's he working from home, but he's a, a busy, busy lad. Oh, okay. Sorry you couldn't be here, Wayne. We're, you're here in spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so what about in terms of um, just the three of you's, uh, your musical inspiration? So what did you each grow up listening to? Um, and what was the, this is what I like to ask people, what is the first album or single that each of you bought with your own music, if you can remember? That's going back quite far. It is, it is. <laughs> um, I think the first album I bought with my own money, well, pocket money from from the parents, was probably a Queen album. I think it was A Day at the Races, maybe. I think that was the first album that I bought. Um, before that, it was the odd sort of two quid singles and so on, which were... Uh, I can't even think what I think one of them was Return of the Mac. Excellent. <laughs> That's how old I am. So <laughs> <laughs> a um, fine choice. Yeah. As for influence, oh, it's so varied. I mean, certainly throughout the years, you know, e- each year I find a new band to love. So it's a massive mixture of all sorts of rock and pop, really. And um, you know, with the odd bit of heavy metal in there but not so much these days mm, okay. that's me anyway. <laughs> what about the the other two where you go yeah um so the first album i bought was probably i think it was alien amp farm or maybe lincoln park like one or the other um which i suppose is kind of the sort of what like new metal um so I grew up listening to a lot of that but I had also like Michael Jackson and um George Michael like I used to be a massive like Wham fan um and uh yeah in in terms of influence I I listened to all sorts of stuff but I think the like what I tended to kind of drift towards in terms of um like my style of drumming is more like sort of technical metal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been quite nice because it's like with this sort of being pop rock, it's kind of allowed me to explore um, things that I probably wouldn't normally have done um, from previous bands um, and kind of use that, like think of ways to integrate like my previous sort of tech metal sort of style 
um, into something that's more like rock pop. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't fully remember the first album I ever bought. I remember early on buying And Justice For All, the Metallica album. I had um, a Dakota album. No, Stereophonics Dakota, yeah. Um, so long ago. Mm. The actual first, which is a bit funny, but I remember this vividly, the first sort of musical thing that I bought, like a single, was um, Welcome to Miami by Will Smith, and I got it on cassette tape. <laughs> Another excellent track. It's, it's set, just feel good. It as well. It's feel Timeless. good still. Ta- yeah, summary, love it when that's on. <laughs> excellent choices, guys. Uh, I can really see the kind of guitar-themed influences coming through there, you know, Will Smith and uh, Return on the Mac yeah, yeah. aside, even though they're excellent <laughs> too. But, um, <laughs> So um, so you formed in 2019, you touched on that earlier, as just a duo. So um, I think we need to discuss the name, don't we? So I'm going to try and say this very carefully, Donny Jeff. Uh, it's very hard to say that without saying <laughs> the other name. So where did you come up with this name then? Um, so about 10 years ago, I was writing music with an old uni mate and we were kind of trying to think of names. Um, I can't remember where I came up with the idea, but... So basically it's a spoonerism where you take the first letter of each word and you swap them around. Mm. Um, I heard it somewhere. It might've been on the radio. Um, and I basically spent a few days writing down a bunch of celebrities names and swapping around the first and last, uh, the, you know, the first letters of each word to see which one would be the funniest. Uh, and that, that's sort of how Donny Jet came about. Okay. Uh, I then basically just sat on that name for ages because there wasn't really a project that I thought would be good enough for it. Uh, until Pete and I started writing together and it was sort of because it's quite light and um, it's funny I feel like it sort of represents us as people as well Mm. Um, while the music isn't necessarily that light we have elements of lightness to it Um, sort of a little bit I guess like a comic relief in the way that we're talking about loads of mental health issues but we're called Donny Jet Um, (laughs) also it serves the purpose of being uh, to some degree kind of an icebreaker and a, you know, a talking point. So hopefully people remember us um, based on the name alone, whether they like the music or not. (laughs) That's one way to look at it. And did you have any other um, contenders there that you were toying between because you almost been called something else? There was a, I mean, a few years ago. Yeah, we were like having having a play around with a few of them. I can't remember off the top of my head what they were. Do you remember them, Pete? I think one of them was something like Stag or something like that. Um, I cannot remember any others. I think I, I think I come up with Stag, which is a shit name. <laughs> uh, you had another one, and then and then you you know said, "Oh well, I did have this name from ages ago," and that kind of just suited the sound as well. Really, you know, everything that you've said already on it but i think it just really suited the the music as well so it was just sort yeah. of perfect. okay other sort of spoonerisms names we could have gone with was i guess uh kickerless nage would have been a funny one <laughs> yeah that would have been excellent <laughs> you probably do this every day some of them work some of them don't yeah. i'm having to really try and think about some of them i'm sure they'll come out wrong so moving <laughs> on the name you landed on is really good it is it is memorable as you said um and so you you obviously, oh, I read you decided to, that's right, create something unlike anything um, either of you, so Stuart and Pete, had done before in your previous bands and projects. So what was your vision at that time for the band? What kind of music did you really want to make? 
Um, so Pete and I, before this, we were playing in a sort of a math core, math rocky kind of band with two of our good friends. Um, and, you know, it was fun, but we, we kind of wanted to do some really catchy and kind of poppy style rock music. Admittedly, the first album isn't as catchy and poppy as it could have been, but we were sort of learning what we were doing at that point. But one of the main things we wanted was we wanted kind of hooks, vocal and instrumental all over the songs. Um, basically a little bit like how the name is memorable. We wanted these songs to get stuck in people's heads um, to annoy them so much that they would remember them. Okay, fair enough. Um, and then, so then you got the additional two members, of course. So how did that come about? Um, so again, I had known Rowan and Wayne since uni and had been in bands with them even relatively quite recently. I think a few years ago, we were in a kind of a band together that kind of unfortunately split up and we were looking at doing another project together. Um, this is while Pete and I were writing the first album and it kind of just was, it kind of came about that I was like, well, we need a guitarist and a drummer and you guys are guitarists and drummers and they happen to be some of the best musicians I've ever worked with. So I basically we just had this conversation with Pete. Why don't we ask them if they want to join? Both of them said yes. So we're quite lucky. Look at you now. So yeah, all good. And then, as you said, so last year, last summer, you released your debut album, um, Lust, or is it L U L U S T? Easy for me to say or not. <laughs> um, so what what was it like to release music during a pandemic? Interesting. Uh, to say the least, you know, because obviously we wanted to get out there and play in front of, you know, audiences and stuff like that. Um, so that was a bit of a bummer, but it did help massively, certainly from from what I was saying earlier about social media being, you know, an absolute pain in the arse. Um, it helped us to kind of understand how to uh, engage an audience online so it was, you know, it was sort of a blessing in disguise. I'm not calling the pandemic a blessing in disguise. No, but I know the what situation, you mean. You know, the situation of not having any other choice but to work on your online approach. I think that was, you know, a golden opportunity, really. Mm, yeah, <laughs> we're hearing that from a lot of people. Oh, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, I definitely think it's kind of boosted our confidence on like how to operate on social media more and like take advantage of it, um, as well as like plan a lot better as well. I mean, we're fairly good at planning, but um, I, I think when you're not able to gig, you really have to like make the most of that. Um, so I definitely think it's kind of like Pete said, it's really boosted. Um, yeah, sort of been a opportunity in disguise mm, absolutely and um, obviously you self-released the album as well so what's it like being an independent band what are the challenges you've found so far and um i guess also the upsides of that so the first album was self-released that all the new stuff is through favor the brave records um oh of course the, yeah the main difference i think the so self-releasing um everything all the decisions were ours they still technically are ours now but we didn't have anyone to kind of say no don't do that if it was a bad idea because it was just us um hopefully we haven't made any or many bad decisions but we were definitely learning as we went along um 
I mean, while the social media thing was an upside, we had set uh, the album to be released and we'd, we'd paid for PR basically a week or so before we went into lockdown. So it was, the wheels were already in motion for that. And we were like, oh no, do we back out? Do we carry on with it? Um, I think we made the right decision to carry on with it because otherwise we'd still be sat here, you know, how, a year and a bit later um, with songs that we are technic- that technically feel a bit out of date for us because we're because the way we're writing now and especially mm. with the new EP it sort of progressed our sound um it's definitely a good thing for us to be on the label we are now as I said before because it, you've got an extra person or other person to kind of say yes or no to ideas if they're good or bad um, so it's sort of like a filtration system um and it helps push the band further as well because you know they're investing their time and effort into getting our music out there. Um, I think self-releasing now is is a tricky situation. You've got to be really on, on it in terms of all the social medias and, you know, um, Spotify playlists and all, all off your own back. I mean, bands can definitely self-release stuff, but having another person to help you is always a bit of a blessing. Mm. Of course. And um, is it correct in saying, so you played just one show together as a band before the pandemic hit last year? We actually played one during the pandemic, oh. um, which was totally allowed. It was an outside festival by Kent Event Services for the guy, the owner's birthday. Okay. So he had like, all of the so uh, social distancing stuff in place he had securities uh security guys on the doors to well because it was outside on the gates to check people's temperatures they come in it wasn't like a massive crowd but it was an opportunity that we sort of jumped at because that would and it's still the only gig we've been able to play so far even though we had all these tours lined up so we were like you know we've got to do this to see if it works live you know (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, nice that you could get the practice in while you could and safely, I suppose, yeah? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully the summer will look a little bit more optimistic with the hopeful rollout of the COVID sort of anti-hibernation plan. Are you um, planning anything at the moment or is it just too soon, do you think? No, no plans are in place yet, but we are starting, like we're sort of keeping our eyes on the socials um, because we have noticed, you know, a couple of festivals are starting to announce, um, you know, artist submissions and stuff like that for um, July onwards, I think it was, for a couple of them. So, yeah, we're we're certainly keeping our, our eyes open, keeping, keeping the options open and hoping and praying that we do get to do a good load of shows this year because yeah. that's the main thing that's kind of missing, really. <laughs> I know and then how like how much does it I don't want to say affect you but it's easy for someone like me who's not in a band or anything to kind of talk about it and think oh you must miss it so much but it must be such a big part of what you would usually do. I mean certainly yeah Um, you know normally you don't get into a band if you don't want to play live and you know show off your ego in front of an audience you know. I, I got into music because I wanted to be like the rock stars that, you know, I love. So um, it, it certainly does affect your mental health and stuff. It does get you down, but everyone's in the same boat. So you've got to sort of remember that it's not just you that it's affecting. Mm, yeah. And um, 
so obviously you were able to get into the studio as you said you've got your own one now so that's great and to, to do more music so the ep is smile it might never happen which explores the subjects as you've touched on earlier mental health friendship and letting go of you know negative things in your life and living in the moment so were these themes that evolved naturally for you guys i think it was something that we we sort of touched on that kind of stuff in in the first album um i don't i don't know anyone who's like our generation who don't suffer with the same sort of things, regardless of where you're from or your like your social standing. I think everyone sort of is is in the same boat because we all live in the same world. Obviously, there's different variants to that, like where you live and stuff. But um, there's not. I don't think there's one person who hasn't been affected by mental health in any way. Even and this is before the pandemic. So it's sort of like a topic that we're pretty kind of passionate about in the sense of we're not afraid to kind of talk about our own mental health issues and I feel like if other people can maybe relate or find comfort in that to go oh well I'm not the only person then I guess we've kind of done our job in a way um that being said a lot of the songs can be you know heard in different ways people can come up with their own meanings for it um but yeah I mean it, it just sort of happens, I think. I don't think we sat down and decided to write a mental health album or single or song at all. It's just sort of what's going on at the time. We've got a bunch of songs how, about us not liking our jobs and we've got a song coming out that's about going out on the town with your mates, uh, which obviously hasn't happened in a long time. So mm. we're just kind of drawing from stuff we've done and uh, kind of seeing how it goes, really. Mm, okay yeah natural then I like that well it sounds like things we can all relate to anyway so uh going out with your mates that can happen again one day I mean can you even remember doing that nah I can't remember what my mates look like (laughs) every time we have zoom calls the videos aren't on I just look at their names I like now just look at the names longingly I remember you (laughs) yeah and um so I saw that the EP was um, produced, mixed and mastered by Reese Mays, what with Bring Me the Horizon, Don Broco and While She Sleeps. So that's pretty cool. How did that happen and what was it like working with him? What did he bring to the process? Uh, Pete can probably take this on. Yeah, so I grew up with Reese um, from you know, a very, very young age. So we played in bands throughout the years and he decided to, Sort of step away from being, you know, part of a band and become a producer. And um, yeah, he's worked for years and years at that craft and just done fantastically at it. Became an assistant for a guy called Dan Lancaster, um, who, you know, works with lots of huge bands and yeah, bagged some real, um, real great artists to work with. So we got back in touch with him. Uh, and just, you know, said, would we be able to work with you on some of this new stuff that we're writing? And, yeah, he he's absolutely invaluable for our sound, really, because, you know, when we write our demos, certainly when when we write our demos now compared to when we first started, there's a lot more, like, we know a lot more of the kind of electronic sort of approach that we're doing now but when we first started we didn't have a clue and we didn't have a drummer so Reese did all of the writing of the drums uh, electronically and he added all the synths and all that sort of stuff so 
essentially, you know, he, he's almost like another member, really. So we can't <laughs> can't do without him. Mm. Um, so yeah, he's absolutely, like I say, invaluable to to Donny Jep. Okay. Yeah, I think also that he's he's good mates with us all now as well. Like we've got group chats and stuff where most of the time we don't even talk about music. We just kind of chat and have you know have a laugh. Um, and it also goes to say, you know, without saying that he is amazing at what he does. So he makes everything we send him sound incredible um, in a way that when we get mixes back from him, it's like a completely different band. It's like when you hear your favourite band's song for the first time, they've just released a new album or something. That's sort of how, that's for me anyway, that's how I feel every time he sends us a mix. Oh, that's incredible. It sounds like you've got a great friendship and working relationship then. Yeah. Nice. And is he in Kent as well? He is. Oh, he is. Okay. Keeping it local (laughs) then. I like it. I like it. single so looking in this is about um feeling at left out feeling neglected um and all that kind of thing so what um where did you get the inspiration for this one well i i I tend to write a lot of the lyrics um i'm not sure exactly what really brought that one about it was just a lot of the time it's sort of like we sit and listen to the music and sit and you know jot notes down on our phones of lyrics and so on and yeah it wasn't really so so direct uh, an idea it was just oh I'm feeling this way or whatever so I'm writing these words down and oh it actually works as a song <laughs> so but a lot of the time as well I might write a passage and you know there's one or two lines which really don't work or could do better so that's where you know, Stuart says, oh, why don't we try this or that? Or we, we try recording it because we've got the home studio and it just doesn't sound right. It looks great on, you know, on paper or written down or whatever. But then when it's actually sung, it's it's naff <laughs> or whatever. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's sort of my take on it. I don't know about Stu. Uh, well, looking in, I, if, if I remember this rightly, because weirdly enough, looking in, I think it was the first song we'd written between lust and the new stuff so it was a long time ago we wrote this um but i think it's about social anxiety about not fitting in when you go out to again that's not really happening at the moment but going out to like parties or bars and feeling out of place um and i think the chorus came first and that sort of reflected that 
Um, much like a lot of our songwriting, we sort of come up with one passage. Even if we have an idea of where we want the song to go, obviously it gives us some grounding on what we want it to be about. But sometimes we'll come up with a passage and then we'll go, oh, so we'll write around this idea and sort of craft the verses from there. Um, I mean, each song we've done is sort of a little bit different anyway in, in terms of how we approached it. Um, but yeah, as Pete say, we, as said, we start with the music and then we just sit there, have it on loop for ages, um, which can be slightly stressful when you're trying to find rhymes <laughs> adds, for words. adds to the mental health issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to find a rhyme, a rhyme for orange and you're like, oh, I can't do it. Forget it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and what about, do each of you have a favourite track on the EP? I do, yeah. It's, I'm glad you said we could swear because my favourite track is Get Fucked. I did listen to that before. I liked that one as well. Good. I think probably Smile for me. Probably. Okay. Yeah. But I, li- I like them all because they've all got a, a different element about them. Like Control's very, um, you know, dance along to sort of straight up kind of rock sound. Um whereas the others are not. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, what about then in terms of the rest of the year? What are you thinking? I know everything's a bit up in the air with live performances, but do you have any other plans music-wise? Very much so, yeah. Um, Stu, do you want to...? Yeah, <clears throat> so we have uh, four repeats coming out this year. Obviously, one's been out already, um, which will total 16 tracks. So as of, I believe, next week, week on Friday, maybe? Correct me if I'm wrong. Next Friday, I think it's the 19th, is it, maybe? Is that the uh, It's not this Friday, Friday. it's next. Yeah, week on Friday, we have a new song coming out. And then every three weeks after that, we have a new song coming out. So we're doing the remainder of the 12 songs as singles, one every three weeks, and then once... Four of them have come out. They come out sort of as an EP, um, which is a little bit different to this release schedule we've done for this first EP, which was one lead single and then the the remaining three tracks as one. Um, but we were we got some advice and a sort of release plan drawn up for us that seemed to work quite well for us um, because we've been writing so much. And we've got all of these great songs we want to put out rather than doing one album with maybe three or four lead singles before the album comes out, we decided to basically just put them all out as singles, but then cluster them together every four as an EP. Uh, And then at the end of the year or early next year, we're going to put out all four EPs as one album, but have it printed on a CD so we can sell it when we can eventually play gigs. Oh, wow. Loads of music coming out then absolutely yeah. <laughs> okay well that's that's definitely going to keep you all busy isn't it um okay then <laughs> yeah uh well we look forward to hearing what you come out with next um how are you going to be promoting it then in this lockdowny kind of time that we're in is it all social media yeah, yeah. well we've got some P- sorry pete go no no i was just i'm probably going to say exactly the same as you just um <laughs> we'll compare yeah. notes afterwards um <laughs> yeah we've got um two pr Amazing PR people. Um, so uh, Jade Perry from Memphia is doing our publications, which I believe is how we're on this call with you. It is um, indeed. Hello, Jade. <laughs> she's, she's been amazing. She's got so much 
um, sort of reach it is. It's, it's unreal. I mean, she sent us a summary of our of the last EP of how well it did. And it was like, you just scrolled for ages of how many people had like reviewed it or featured it or put it on the, on their radio station. And so, so it's like, it's invaluable the work she's done for us. So luckily we're working with her through the whole year for all four. Um, so there's a high chance we'll be chatting to you again in a few months. Okay. Um, Fingers crossed. I'll be here. And then we've got another guy who is our Spotify PR guy. So he basically does all of the painstaking work of, getting our song pl- put on people's Spotify playlists, um, which again is sort of like how the music industry works nowadays. Mm. Um, you sort of get someone else to do all the hard work for you and you just reap the rewards as they come in. Um, <laughs> and obviously putting it out through Favour the Brave is great as well. Um, so great guys there. So we, we're sort of building up a team around us that is starting to be incredibly good for us as like it's really supportive um so we kind of to, to some degree are now just focusing on writing music and getting the promos and videos done and then those guys go off and do the actual hard work of getting people to listen to it okay well it seems to be working by the sounds of it um <laughs> great um i think that is a lovely positive note to end on so i would like to thank you three for coming on and again shout out to wayne who's out there um we wish you could have been here <laughs> next time i'll make him come okay yeah excellent next time yeah well in the meantime maybe i'll see you when i'm walking my dog sometime you never know yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) next time we're at recover doing a photo shoot you can come hold the camera yes i will i will (laughs) thank you for letting me be included guys i've been invited to anything in a very long time (laughs) all right thanks everyone have an amazing day you too thank you all right bye cheers yeah Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.